Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. It is November the 11th, and we're finishing up our points. I've really enjoyed doing these points with you, Julie. Yeah, you too. They've been fun, and I think every single one of them affects our listeners in different ways, different times of their life, and even people they're dealing with. So it's been useful. I have to confess, a lot of these points I write down for myself, honestly, when I'm sort of doing a a bit of a mental cleansing for the sake of, you know, you and I having our conversations about what we're going to be doing in 2021 and, you know, goal setting, all that good stuff. It's incredibly important to remind yourself of these things. And actually, I wrote a question down that I've been working on um, and this really goes to the heart of what all these points are. And guys, uh, we're now going to be picking up where we left off yesterday. And this is, I think, uh, the third show in a row on these particular points. Make sure if you're listening to these in sequence, you go back. I think, what is today? Wednesday? Go yes. back to, I think, Friday of last week. I think yeah, that's right. And um, right. And you'll hear the first nine points today. We're going to be picking up on point number 10. But I wrote this question down and I was going to use this. I mean, I use this on myself, frankly, all the time. Uh, how do you uh, how do you know if you're complacent or like where are you complacent? Don't ask if you're complacent. Like, you know, I'm not gonna, so Julie. Uh, for example, this is like a coaching thing. Mm-hmm. So listeners, this is kind of how you can kind of coach yourselves. So Julie, I'm not gonna ask you if you're complacent because your ego is gonna say you're not, sure, right? Of your ego is gonna First come back. First reaction, I'm not. Exactly, that's what everyone says. Yeah. So the better question is, is and where where specifically do you suspect you might be complacent? Hmm. Well, that's a good question. I don't know. You put me on the spot <laughs> because there's so many categories my mind goes to, right? That's right. But see, what happens yeah. is you, the question cuts through the ego. Sure. Because right? the assumption is made that there's some complacency somewhere. That's exactly right. And yeah. your ego can't, your your defense mechanism, which by the way, I'm leading into point number 10 there. Yes. Your defense mechanism or, de- yeah, point number 10, your defense mechanism that is usually there to protect you from having to be introspective and making yourself uncomfortable sure. is disabled with a good question, mm-hmm. right? So when you're That's going through this, right, when you're going through this with uh, with yourself, guys, as you're sort of, you know, forcing yourselves to be introspective in preparation for the new year, um, you know, here's another question I wrote down, just, you know, again, framing out these last three points we have from the continuation of this series. What should you, and this, Julie, is another question for you. Sure. Okay. What should you stop doing? That you, that you are, oh, what should you stop doing that you're holding on to for non-financial reasons? Hmm. I don't know. These are good. These are good. I put me on the spot and I'm not sure where to go with it. So, <laughs> so head coach uh, Julia stymied. Not, not holding on to for non-financial reasons. Isn't Gosh, that interesting? I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. So I wrote those two questions down mostly for myself, honestly, because yeah. I'm going to try to force myself to recognize the things. Well, it's because, look, I mean, if you look at our past, you know, 30 plus years of working together and being married, right? Mm-hmm. There are, there we have uh, adapted to an unchanging environment of both, you know, economic and, you know, situational and all the different things. Mm-hmm. But every time we upgrade our software, Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, did I tell you what the new operating system for Apple's called? No, You'll love the what? name. It's called Big Sur. 
No way. That's yeah. cool. That's yeah. a good name. So every time we upgrade our software, there's still remnants of the old software programs that still linger. Mm-hmm. Now, some of those remnants are necessary for the new software to work, granted. But others, uh, other bits and pieces of the old software ends up holding you back and making it so the new software never really completely settles in and never takes hold. And then if you don't intentionally go out and clean out all those remnants, if you don't do a, you know, a scrubbing your own hard drive on occasion mm-hmm. just to making this completely nerdy, mm-hmm. then what's going to happen is as you load the new software, the new so- software is not going to have anything to latch on to. Not, because not all compatible. The, right. All, it's not going to com- be compatible. Your, your own uh, hard drive is going to slow down. You're not going to think clear thoughts. You're not going to be able to be adaptable to new situations. So your own growth is going to slow down immensely in all areas of your life. And then you're going to be in a situation where you are now finding yourself in complete complacency mode, which usually happens to people, frankly, my dear, mm-hmm. around our age. That's true. Yeah. True. And, it, and it's, I think the real reason is, is because you have a, uh, everyone has this egotistical, and again, I'm walking into point 10 here, this egotistical mindset of not wanting to change. So you guys got to understand. And so here's point number 10, be mindful of your ego. So if you had to choose, and here's a question, I'm going to uh, put this to you guys just to prove to you that your software in your mind has evolved over time. You've heard me listeners ask this question again, but I think it's really kind of a, again, it's one of those profound things that causes you to be introspective and cut, it sets aside your ego. Your ego is like this guard dog, right? Every time it's faced with anything that's even remotely threatening, the guard dog just goes crazy. And so good questions that you can have asked of you, or you can frankly ask yourself, uh, Kind of make it so that guard dog doesn't really pay attention. You can slip past the guard dog and really uh, do some significant work with your mindset. So this is a question I love asking, especially people that are really of any age, but it's most powerful when you're talking to someone who's in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. So here's the question. If you had to choose to be famous or rich at 20, which would you have chosen? And Julie, I'm not asking you this question, Mm -hmm. right? So uh, if you would have chosen at, well, actually, I will ask you that. Because I think I know your answer, but I bet you your answer that you came to your mind first would be rich, but I know it wasn't. It was famous. No. I mean, I was probably, I was deep in our music world. Right. That's part of it. Right. Um, and we did, I mean, if we're being honest, in our, our relatively early and mid years in, in real estate, Formidable we, years. we did some, you know, probably egoy advertising we at did. times. We did some fame seeking things. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's- and, and I think, especially the first few years, we liked it. I think we were surprised by it. And, you know, I see this all the time, and, and we've but don't that be, too. don't be on the question. Sure. So, so, I, but I would say famous early on. Right. And so yeah. that's how most people answer the question. And, and if you ask yourself that question, listeners, listen to what I'm saying. Ask yourself the question right now. If you had, let's say you're 45, right? And I'm asking you the question of to the 20-year-old self, right? So you're going to scrape off 25 years. Now, asking that person, you know, would you choose to be famous or rich? What they're going to say is famous, and most likely they're going to say, well, when I'm famous, I'll be rich. But remember, I said, if you had to choose between famous and rich, which would you choose? In your 20s, you're going to choose fame, and most everyone does, because that's where your ego wants you to go. Your ego's looking for the external recognition. The ego wants to feel important. You're at a form, your software that basically all of us are born with, unless, again, something comes around and kind of shocks us into a different direction, a different path, and that's what happened to Julie and I when we were in our 20s. Um, if you don't have something like that that intervenes, you're going to stay on this path of constantly seeking fame. So I'll prove it to you. Now I'm going to ask you this question again, listeners, and I'll ask you this question too, Julie. Mm-hmm. So now you're in your 30s. You're 35, mm-hmm. right? And I, you have to choose between being famous and rich. 
I'm which, definitely rich. Right. So why do you choose what changed between, say, 25 and 35? What changed? Uh, the need for the famous part or the desire for it and the understanding that, uh, you know, getting to consistent, predictable cash flow, income, savings cures the rest of your issues. That's right. And so what <laughs> happens? You can, I mean, if it's still important for you to be famous, you still can, but it's much less important because you can do everything else in life that you thought you could by being famous. And now she's obviously, she's verbalizing that in a personal and honest way, but she's also verbalizing that from her experience with coaching clients Definitely. and mirroring what a lot of you guys are thinking. But the, again, I want you to notice what she's saying because it's probably the same thing a lot of you guys are saying to yourselves. As you grow older, the ego, the recognition thing, for most people, not all people, starts to wane. Because then you start realizing how fleeting all that stuff is, but really even without consciously thinking about why it is you're not looking for the exterior constant recognition from other people, you just don't feel the need for it anymore. That again, that's your ego. That your ego essentially, and new software has been loaded, new versions of your operating system has been loaded. And as you grow older, your the ego becomes, it's still there. There's still remnants, you know, in your 20s, there's still remnants. Okay, here, I'll prove it to you, listeners. All right, Julie, you're now, four, you're now 45. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because... Okay. I mean, you're you're ba- yeah. you're answering for yourself, but you're also obviously answering on behalf of sure, all of them. Sure, sure, sure. So now you're 45. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I know you're not 45 yet. I know you're only 25. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but now you're 45. Yeah. Okay. So it was four sure. years ago. Yeah. Well, I ask you the def- question again. Definitely rich still. Great. Even more so, I would say. So what percent of you at 45 wanted to be famous versus say Almost when you're nothing? Right. Isn't that interesting? And I think some of this, because I've been thinking about this as you were talking since you sprung this on me, um, was uh, it also has to do with experiencing things on the famous end of things that maybe didn't end up being all that fulfilling like you kind of thought it would be, like, I don't know, uh, realtor awards or big house, fancy this, fancy that. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing things that you like. In the real estate world, since we are in our 20s, we have been... Famous in a way, yes. In the real estate world, people have known who yeah. we are, right? I don't know, but I don't even think about that. Any, Neither you know. do I. And you, yeah. you and I, do not seek that out. No. We do not intentionally go to places just for adulation. We don't go and seek out people no. to give us. Though we could, we get though we could, you know. But all we, the time. we actually, but we're consciously aware mm-hmm. of not allowing, uh, not really welcoming that aspect sure. of our personalities. And here's why, listeners. Because there are people who basically are in the business that we're in and, you know, one version or another, whose their currency all their lives is not being rich and free, but it's actually the fame. And what they'll do is they'll actually spend all their money just to put themselves in a, a position to feel that external recognition. So they have never actually loaded in new versions of the software. Now, I know some of this is a bizarre conversation for some of you, and I'm intentionally trying not to use deeply rooted, bizarre, uh, you know, psychological terms. I'm trying to make this as plain and, you know, frankly, practical as I practically can. But here's the thing I want you to listen and understand, that fame for the most part is fake. Fame being an influencer, all the stuff that you're told are important, that you're told to think is important, that you need to have in your life, most of those things are completely and utterly fake. They will not actually get you what you truly want, which is to be rich. No, I don't want to be rich. Well, let me redefine for you from yesterday what rich is. Rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. Rich is where you wake up every single morning and you have enough money coming in that it meets your and exceeds all your financial needs, wants, and desires. In other words, the money you earn from real estate and from your other sources of business goes to the finer things in life, like spoiling yourself and your family, donating the money, whatever it is that you want to do with it. The days of you having to act 
actually worry about uh, you know income are over because that is one less thing that you have to think about because you've been able to make a consistent profit from your real estate business and with that profit you've reinvested it and you become rich again rich is merely where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money and some of you that might be five thousand a month seven thousand a month ten thousand a month so get your ego out of the way because if you have a repulsion to the word rich that's another that's your ego reacting right? So understand that as you get older, you're actually going to become wiser, provided you've allowed yourself the opportunity to load new software. If you have not yet done so, if you're still basically latching onto software that's, you know, remnant code from decades ago, that's the reason that you're, a lot of you are having problems staying focused, not knowing what to do, not knowing what direction to go, still thinking your old software is still saying, pay attention to social network. You need to be famous. You need to be a brand. You need to, no, no, come on now. You've been down that road before. You know that does not actually generate any income. It might generate revenue, but it does not generate profit. So be clear about what you really want um, and realize that ultimately your ego is at the heart of what's holding you back in a lot of these, you know, what should be very easy to make decisions. And there's a great book written by a really good friend of ours um, named Ryan, uh, called Ego is the Enemy, Ryan Holiday, and Julie and I did a I don't even know what, 90 minute, two hour interview. It was like two and a half hours. It was a great interview. It It was one of my favorite ones. It was on YouTube. You guys can listen to that. It's from an event we did in Austin a few or two years ago, maybe. But listen to it. It's on YouTube. And I really drilled down with him and asked him as many tough questions as I could think of. And of course, he did awesome, Ryan Holiday. But in the meantime, do get his book, Ego is the Enemy. All right. So point number 11, Julie Harris. Yes. Be very clear what your product is. So pop quiz I'm asking all of you write down what is your product now some of you guys are writing down great customer service and you're writing down happy copy clients and all that's true but what's your actual product what is the result of that so guys this is a really important question because agents are really confused about this and business owners in general are really confused about this what is your product? Write it down. Do what Julie just asked. Write it down. What is it? Happy customers? She said an obvious answer. And obviously, we've asked this question live a billion times. So we know what most agents will say. They'll say, you know, sold houses. They'll say transactions. They'll say all these different answers. But what they're not getting to is what the true product that they're supposed to be focused on is profit. Again, profit is one of those words that if you feel a repulsion to the word whatsoever, it's because you don't understand that uh, the profit is the lifeblood of what it takes to be financially free. That's what you must have. And if you're not driven, essentially, if you don't have a profit-driven, profit-focused, profit-first business, you're not going to have happy customers. You're not going to have anything, basically. Well, it's not about the money. Oh, I know. People say that all the time. Okay, do your next deal for free. (laughs) <laughs> right. Thanks for that usually. Well, but people do say that all the time. They they say it's, you know, these are, again, these are ego, this, these are unresolved remnant codes in your head that causes you to still be confused about what the point of money is. The point of money is to basically live, to exist. Remember we talked a couple days ago. We're spiritual beings in physical incarnations. We need stuff. We need shoes, clothes, houses. I need certainly my coffee, or I don't even know what will happen to me. No, it won't can't be, pretty. be coffeeless. <laughs> it can't be coffeeless, right? <laughs> it is lifeblood for me and for most of you. And so the moral of the story is, is that you need money to make those things. You will have no money if you have no, you know, you'll have, you, if you don't have profit, you won't have no money to do the things in life that you want to do. That is really the simplest way of thinking about it. And if you don't have the amount of stuff 
And I mean that in a materialistic perspective. And so don't be confused about that again. If you don't have a nice house, don't have nice clothes, don't have you know nice purses, nice cars, if you don't have the food in your refrigerator that you'd want, the financial security that you want, if you don't have the money scrolled away to spoil your family for the holiday, there's one simple reason why. You have yet to allow the new software to be loaded in your head that essentially draws this, you know, which should be obvious conclusion that if you don't have all the things that you want in life, it's simply because you have not helped yet, yet to help enough other people accomplish their goals. There is a direct relationship, a direct correlation, an undeniable 100% straight road between the number of people that you help um, and the amount of things and amount of experiences and the quality of life that you're um, able to experience on this planet. There is an absolute 100% irrefutable fact that the more people you help accomplish their goals, the more of your goals you will accomplish. That's it. So you got to figure that out. And, you know, we talked about having filters about your decisions. That's certainly one of them. Is this going to lead to profit? Can I prove that it is? Or can the person trying to sell me something prove that it is or not? And that goes back, by the way, thank you very much, to go to what point was it that we talked about a few days ago? Point number, I don't remember what point. It's up there somewhere. It's in there somewhere. Yeah. So go up and listen to our previous points. We don't remember <laughs> yes. which one it is. But guys, don't be confused that's about it. And that. that. That's why I brought up that, you know, they'll argue with you that, well, you know, I spent money on this and at least I broke even on it. Well, that's not profit. That's, in fact, you're at a deficit because of the work it took you while you were trying to be profitable on something that only broke you even. So that goes into your filters. All okay, right. point number 12, and this is the last point, and then Julia yep. has got to go to Premier Coaching. Yes, I know. I'm watching the clock for you, okay. sister. All right, I'm going to say it, then. Uh, actually, you can say it, then I'll read it. Okay, so libertas, the word libertas, L-I-B-E-R-T-A-S, equals freedom. At the end of the day, when the ego is set aside, the one thing everyone wants more than anything else is freedom. Freedom from money worries being number one. Okay, so I'm going to point something out. I This is from our personal experience, from coaching agents, from everything. If you ask somebody what it is that they want, a lot of people are going to start with the surface things, and that's fantastic. You should want certain, you know, all the, again, be materialistic. You're a spiritual Stop. being, a physical incarnation. You know, you want a new iPhone 12 Plus Pro, order the damn thing, right? You know, that's okay because you're not going to be able to afford said thing unless you've helped other people. It's a help. We're in a helping person business. That's it. And if you don't have, you have time. If you don't have, huh? I have to set everything up. Oh, okay. The kid's on my computer. Oh, the kid's on your computer? Yeah. The kid being Zoe? Yes. All right. Well, have a good day at Premiere. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Yeah. All right. So now see, she got me off track. <laughs> so again, guys, the profit that comes from your business, the amount of profit that comes from your business is different from the amount of revenue that you earn. And this, again, goes back to something that all of you um, need to have a really clear reckoning with yourself on. Revenue does not equal profit. In other words, you hear agents bragging about the number of units they sell, which is great, the amount of money that they've earned, which is great, but that does not mean they're actually making profit. Without profit, you're never going to be able to have freedom. So you have to be starting with profit as your first line on your on your goal statement. You have to start with wanting to have lots of profit. And that's what we teach you to do in our coaching program. By the way, the free coaching program is going to soon be closed. I'm going to, um, we t I talk with our team and we're deciding to end it probably um, the first week in December. So if you're not yet in the free coaching program, you better, you know, frankly, join now. And all you've got to do is text the word 
survival to 31996. Text the word survival to 31996. You can also text the number 2021 to 31996. But we are actually going to stop offering this, uh, the free program. The free program was designed to help all of you guys get past the pandemic um, and to, you know essentially get you going in the right direction. And I'm so thrilled that thousands of, thousands of you joined that free pro- uh, coaching program. And, uh, and the words of praise and the thanks that you guys have passed back our way for having helped you during a time of need, um, you know, it was very profound. And I, we appreciated and loved the opportunity and we're honored by the opportunity to be your coaches and a little bit of your, a guiding light for many of you through that really crazy time in history that hopefully none of us experience again. So I want to really drill down this last point again. Libertas equals freedom. Don't believe for a second that money uh, doesn't make everything better. Money does make everything better. You've heard people say, for example, that more money, more problems. Yes, that's true. More money, more problems, but the problems are better. Poor people problems suck compared to rich people problems. Rich people problems are the problems you want to be having. They're like the problems that you where you're having to decide where to invest where to do things that are fun. You're having an, you know, a conversation about where you're going to choose to go on a vacation you know, versus how am I going to get money together to buy food. So you want rich people problems. You got to pay, have to pay attention to what you actually think about wealth accumulation, what you actually think about being rich. You can probably tell uh, innately, intuitively, that these are issues that Julia and myself had to work through over the past three decades because we did not have wealth building software anywhere in our code. We did not know how to do this. We had nobody in our lives that knew how to do this. Everyone in our lives were middle class, in my case, probably you know marginally lower uh, middle class or poor. So we did not come from an upbringing like this. Uh, where we know what we know now. And we're constantly making sure we don't become complacent with what we know about wealth building. We're constantly looking to challenge ourselves and upgrade our knowledge base. And all of you guys need to too. But let me tell you, having been poor, because I was poor, I grew up poor. When Julie and I got married, we were poor, okay? Financially, and I'm not talking spiritually or anything else. We're just talking money here. You know, stakes in the freezer. I can promise you, there's no aspect of being poor which is better than being rich. There is no aspect of your life that will not improve with more money. You can have better everything. There's the obvious things, but then there's the intangibles. The experience you have, just like someone will say, well, more money does not make your, for example, if you have a disease, how is that going to make your life better by having more money? Because the care you're going to get where you're going to be you know, mending from your ailment is going to be a completely different experience than if you don't have money. So you should be okay with wanting to spoil yourself and your family and your loved ones and your friends and your family and your church and your synagogue and your mosque and whatever else with the abundance that you create from being of service to other people. And if you are not living the life you want, go to that very core software thing that I'm doing my best to help you guys realize is that there is a direct relationship between the number of people you help and accomplish their goals and the abundance that you ultimately experience in your life. And if you do not have the abundance in your life that you want, that you think you deserve, and you do, then you have to see and understand it's because you have not helped enough people. So now the next natural thing to do is ask yourself, what do you have to do to help more people? What is it that more people in real estate need help doing? And obviously, the answer is going to be probably not what most of you are doing with most of your time. 
This is the reason Julie and I always are very, very direct about essentially a lot of the stuff's being sold to agents. It's not going to A, produce any transactions. And if it does, it won't produce any more profit for you. And with without those two you know, basic building blocks of decision-making, if you don't know how to you know, quantitatively and specifically drill down on people that are trying to sell you stuff, if you don't know the tough questions to ask, and we talked about that on a podcast, I think, two days ago, you're going to end up constantly buying easy buttons, shiny objects. You're going to constantly be chasing the rabbit that's going to turn out to be a mirage. And then you're going to lose years and decades. And then you're going to just realize that you basically have you know, wasted your time, maybe pursuing in, uh, things that you shouldn't have been even worrying about in the first place. And again, go back to the point which we made a second ago about ego. That really is at the heart of what holds most of us back. It's look, we can work forever and we can talk forever about mindset and your belief structure and it's all your stuff. And the da, 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 da. But Julie and I, this is the first point we talked about on Friday of last week. The number one thing you've got to understand is if you want to think differently, don't work on your thinking, work on your the actions you're taking and the thinking follows. This whole idea that you have to have somehow built this magical mindset and after that just the, you know the success god sprinkle gold coins on you is a lie. That is not how it works. That that is a story being told by people trying to sell you stuff. Do you understand? It's that simple. If you what you want in life is on the other side of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level consistently every single day ruthlessly doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And guys, if you look for shortcuts, if you waste any more time thinking that you need to work on your mindset and if the mindset uh, is not the type of mindset you work on while you're in action, you're not going to get anywhere. If you want to improve how you feel and how you think, Start taking the actions that you know are going to lead directly to a paycheck in less than 45 days. So here's a funny question I'll end uh, today's show with, um, end this series with. I want you in your mind right now, or on a piece of paper, to write down two or three things that you could do that would most likely have the highest probability of putting a paycheck in your pocket in the next 90 days or less. What could you do right now? that would put a paycheck in your pocket in, in 90 days or less. Write those things down. And in many markets, I'll tell you what the first thing is that none of you wrote down, it, very few of you wrote down, was proactive lead generation to, for example, a FISBO or an expired. So many agents, it's the ones who badmouth actually doing the real work of real estate and picking up the phone are the ones that never learned how to do it. So they're the ones that say little snide things about it, like getting, you know, that's the basics. You learn how to do that and then you can go off and do social media. But they're not telling you that they never learned how to do it. They never actually were successful at doing it because if they had, they wouldn't have wasted their time on the other things. Internet leads are incredibly low quality. Do they ever tell you that? Internet leads, they'll tell you when you get one, you're supposed to drip on it 15 or 20 times. And then the percents of them that come back and decide they're going, oh my gosh, why bother doing any of it? Why are you spending your time and your money trying to generate <laughs> essentially thousands of unmotivated leads in the hope that one day they'll be motivated when you can at the same time use the same energy to go after the sellers who have their hands in their air right now saying, I have a house to sell. Will you help me sell my house? And there are thousands, even in a crazy seller's market like this, and those are the sources that we teach you primarily to go after. And by the way, those sources cost you nothing. They do take time. They do take skill. That's what you ultimately have to round the bend and accept. 
Skill is what you need to develop. Skill is what you need to essentially master in 2021. That is what's holding you back. That is what's making you beholden to buying leads and buying business because you don't have the skill to be able to, in, you know, in most practical senses, pick up the phone and be a proactive lead generator. So you have to be beholden to buying business. When you're beholden to buying business, you will run a very unprofitable business and the unprofitable business will result in obviously no profit and then you will lose years, you know, decades and you'll look back and you'll have nothing financial to show for other than maybe having had a nice lifestyle. That's it. You will have never actually made a single step towards being rich where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. Let your new software start to at least have a place to resonate and then maybe uh, percolate in your brain because on the other side of that, guys, is freedom. And when you realize that the freedom, the ultimate thing that your soul and that you want is libertas, which is Latin for freedom, when you resonate with that, when you allow that to really take hold inside your soul, that's where you're going to all of a sudden have clarity because then you're going to start you're going to start being very mindful of the thoughts you're allowing into your head. Going back to all the things we talk about in our book, Harris Rules, you're going to start being very careful who you listen to. You're going to start being very careful how you spend your time because what you really want is you want to have that sense of freedom. That's what all of us want. At, now, here's an interesting little, um, a little paradigm or a little paradox, uh, paradoxical shift that I'm hearing. A lot of people now are believing, and I think this is political, by the way, that people don't want freedom. They want to be taken care of. I actually heard that during the last election cycle, which I find repulsive. The idea that the human soul wants to be taken care of opposed to being free is repugnant. So be careful if you're falling into that way of thinking that you think you need to be taken care of because you don't know you can do it yourself. That is you essentially giving up on your potential and then that somebody or somebody's are then going to essentially start taking over your life as you give more and more your freedom up and then you won't have much of a life left living that's really designed and goes in the direction that you want it to because you will be completely beholden to being taken care of. So be careful what you wish for, but you know, pay attention to your actions. Guys, please make 2021 your best year ever. It can be. It should be. It will be. <laughs> Just make yourself a little uncomfortable. Learn to embrace the lifestyle of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Guys, this is what we, Julie and I, love doing because we know that at the end of the day, there's, you know, there'll be maybe tens of thousands of you that listen to this podcast. I know that at least 10% of you are going to right now you know, send me a message. You're going to email. You're going to, you know, give us a five-star review on iTunes. You're going to do something because we, we sparked that emotion inside of you that is the essence of who you are. The essence of who you are is a, a you know, you want to be free. You want to experience that sense of libertas. That is what all of us want. So then you can decide what you think about. You can decide what you do and when you do it. You decide who you basically spend time with. You decide what the quality of life is that you're going to have. You decide who, what you're going to think and what you're going to feel because you're no longer dependent. You guys get it? Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> so listen, here's your homework. If you've not yet purchased our book, Harris Rules, it's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's pretty much for sale everywhere. It continues to be a bestseller. 
It's called Harris Rules. Make sure you get the book. It is in very festive, I'll call this teal green with gold lettering on the front. You know, very pretty book. And people seem to love it. Over 400 five-star reviews on Amazon. Uh, and yeah, it, it is available in Audible, so make sure you get the book. That is your homework. If you want to talk with Julie and I about joining our EXP Realty group, please do text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. There are thousands of you who should be thinking about what you're going to be doing differently in 2021. One of the sure best ways to essentially you know, force new software to be loaded is change your environment. And again, we talked about this in the podcast many times and in our book as well. But there's only a few things in life you can truly control, your money, your environment, and really your health. And all those things do only to a certain extent. But the reality of it is, is those are the three things that you can actually have, you know, direct effort that will give you direct result. One of the things environmentally that you should consider changing is your brokerage. And it could just be for the fact that you have risen to the top or you're not getting out of the environment you thought you'd be getting, or you're just looking to attach yourself to something that's going to excite you and motivate you and you're going to be surrounded by like-minded people. That's what EXP Realty is. It's just unbelievable. Read the articles that are coming out about EXP Realty on Inman. The, essentially, the company is you know quadrupling in size, going international. Just all these amazing things are happening. I'd love for you um, to at least open your mind to it. Text me direct, and I'll send you guys back a video that will get you going in the right direction. 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you have a fantastic day, and realize that your best days are really, you know, they're truly ahead of you, provided you allow room for new software to be loaded. Thank you. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank you.